You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Tempo Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. And this week, we're finishing off our sports, question mark, related movies. Matt, tell us the canon film that's in in February. We are taking a look at 1987's Over the Top. What are the odds on Lincoln Hawks bit? 20 to 1, pal. Real long shot. Relax. Let's go. The world meets nobody halfway. Remember that. I don't have a father, sir. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it, do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. <laughs> Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. Where do we end up? Together is all I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. You never had anything, so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, you understand? The world beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself. I love you. Over the top, Dad. Over the top. Come on. Sylvester Stallone, over the top. Woo! Here we go. I'm turning my my baseball cap backwards because Matt. We gotta go to work. Yeah, it's uh, we gotta fight for our lives here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The the movie that inspired every child to be a truck driving, arm wrestling badass. You remember that? You remember that huge hype that we had? You know, Rocky brought on all the all the boxing, and then we had over the top where all the kids in the playground wanted to be arm wrestling champions. Well. I wasn't alive in 1987, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that that didn't quite happen. <laughs> Whoa, are you are you saying I'm lying right now? Uh, I'm saying you have bought into the Canon marketing machine, and uh, I don't know if I don't know if this is globally taken over as much as uh, they thought and hoped it would. Uh, then explain why I'm wearing a Van Halen shirt and you're wearing a Frank Stallone shirt. <laughs> That's just because. That's what we wear just on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie is wacky. This is uh this is the 80s like time capsule in a film. This yeah. is what yeah. sweaty late 80s dude movies looked like. Like if you're ever like, "Hey, what did what did 1987 look like just in general as a year?" Just put this movie in, crank the soundtrack, like and just like watch the sweat glisten off of all these jacked dudes. <laughs> no kidding. There's so much sweat in this movie. Like people don't even have to do anything and they're just sweating. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wet movie. Everybody's wet all the time. 
doesn't they haven't even started their arm wrestling match yet and they're soaked they're just like soaked through <laughs> now a little bit of history uh, i watched this uh, i watched this a little bit as a kid uh it didn't really excite us but i remember it being on around wrestling and speaking of wrestling did you notice a uh, terry funk yeah terry funk goes through a window in yeah. this movie um oh terry funk i always like i came in to wrestling you know later like i wasn't i wasn't into wrestling in the 80s because i wasn't alive for most of the 80s um but like i came into it later and like just terry funk was always so sad like late late in his career you know like he just had such like sadness in his eyes well i remember (laughs) he had to do a lot of the hardcore wrestling in wwf slash wwe and it was always like he was falling on tacks yes like he had to be crazy because he was older so he had to, that's how he had to stay in the biz. That's how I would assume. Yeah. And but he was crazy. He was crazy his entire career. Yeah. No, and he he seems to not be as sad in this movie, but just like my memories of Terry Funk are always just like feeling bad for him. <laughs> yeah, I would feel bad for someone who like has to fall on fucking nails and rusty tacks it's at gross. like 60 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to pay my bills. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, now let's 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 turn away from that depression. Love um, you, love you, Terry Funk. So I had uh, I had never seen this movie. I was well aware of it. I I know that this is like the arm wrestling movie. I know this is a canon movie. I know this is a, a Stallone uh, Cobra esque vehicle here. I know what it is, but uh, I had never seen it. But I knew so much about it that like really nothing was a surprise for me watching this movie. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, we watched it a, a couple times in college because I had a friend who was huge into this. He fucking loved it. When you'd mention this movie, he'd just be like, yeah, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I admit, we, we had fun watching it in college a couple times. But it, it's not like it was like Rocky Four fun. It, it was more just like, wow, this is a real thing fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, I think for me, I prefer Cobra over this because of cobra's just sheer ridiculousness like yeah cobra is more over the top than over the top is <laughs> plus you're you're really big into toothpicks yes i love chewing toothpicks and wearing sunglasses uh during during the day during the daytime so it's you you were a little biased towards cobra yes because yes. yeah, it's, it's how i live my life yeah every day <laughs> yes oh directed by maham golan is that how you pronounce his name? Mahan? Yes, Mahanam Golan uh, of the Golan and Globus duo of canon. He's a beautiful man. Not uh, not in appearance. I mean, in um, his entire career is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but you said uh, that he had actually just come off of directing a couple good ones for canon before he did this one. Yeah, it was odd. I was surprised. In 85, he did Runaway Train, which is... Which we literally talked about last yeah. week. Which might be the best canon film, honestly. It's just, I don't really want to talk about it because I would love to review it, especially with you, just to let you experience what could have been in the canon pictures. <laughs> and then we had Delta Force, which is also one of the most canon films canon ever created. Yeah, and it was a huge hit. I never seen that one either, though. 
So uh, it's, it's it's nuts. I, I haven't seen much of the Golan catalog, so no, I got some work to do. I've seen the other canon movies that they were least involved with, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's Chuck Norris at its finest. Yeah, haven't seen a lot of Chucks. Uh, I think I talked about that in our Braddock episode, um, which you can go back and listen to. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't... Um, I don't know much about the chuck norris catalog so i miss delta force and i i talked about last week i've never seen runaway train so this might be one of my early experiences with a golan directed production and man does he like having everything be glistening <laughs> yeah a lot of sweat so do you want to break down this beautiful box art yeah this is a this is kind of a wonderful box art here uh we've getting giant letters right at the top stallone this is back in the day uh kids who maybe didn't grow up with these movies. We used to be able to sell movies alone on stars. We can't do that anymore. Everything has to be concept or franchise these days to sell a movie. Uh, but back in the day, you could just slap a person's last name on a movie and it would sell. Yeah, and Canon was really good at at least trying that on everyone. You know, you had the Bronsons, you had the Chuck Norrises, and then they got Stallone for a little bit. I'm sure there's someone there I'm missing. I don't know. No, yeah. maybe not. Well, did they? Uh, no. I mean, they tried with other stars, like you said, but I feel like those are kind of their bigs. Yeah, those are the um, big ones they signed on, especially Chuck Norris and Bronson. But uh, so we get Stallone's name bigger than life at the top, and then it just says Rocky, Rambo, Cobra. They had to put their Cobra in there. Uh, and now Hawk in the biggest fight of his life. And then we get, uh, we get one of those, like, uh, we talked about it, in the movie Death Wish for one of those distorted angles where his fist is coming towards you, but it, instead of it, like, the perspective necessarily working, it just looks like he has a giant arm. Yeah, this one's a little bit better, but it's still not good. Um, and, yeah, it's it's Stallone. He's got his uh, he's got his elbow wrapped, and he's got his fist coming out, ready, ready for an arm wrestling battle. And, of course, he's fucking jacked and has, like, a tiny little wife beater on. Yeah. Um, and then... Flying behind him is, of course, the hawk, which is what he has on his truck. And underneath him is his truck just, like, slamming through the fucking poster. And, right. and it says, over the top. All right, sidebar. We're sidebarring this right here. Um, one, is, is his last name, I know it says hawk there, but is it hawks I... or hawk? Because Netflix has, I mean, not Netflix, I'm sorry, uh, Wikipedia has hawk. The, the box has Hawk, but in the movie, they call him Hawks all the time. I think it's supposed to be Hawk, and then they just people called him Hawks, and they just left yeah, it I, in. And was, they were just like, it's fine. I was getting <laughs> so confused. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's just Hawk, because on the back of the box, it says Hawk. Yeah, in the cast list, it says Hawk. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, yeah, it's just fucking coked up actors just being like, Hawks! <laughs> and then the second sidebar here. On the front of this cover, when it shows the truck, I guess, like, not really busting through the VHS, but it's just, like, trapped, you know, behind him. I thought that was an American flag, like, draped over it. And now that I look at it, there's no American flag on this. I just made it up. It's the kind of movie that would absolutely have an American flag draped over the truck, though. Um, I kind of wish it did, but there wasn't enough America. (laughs) Because Rocky IV was just, like, drenched in America. Yeah, this one isn't isn't violently Americana, which and, was kind of nice actually. And I believe um, Golan was trying Golan was trying to make this the Rocky Four of canon. 
They were they were trying to make like an exciting sports movie. That's why we're talking yeah. about it this month. And a sports movie for a sport that isn't isn't a sport. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't believe this. I looked it up. It is arm wrestling, the international arm wrestling federation, whatever they call it. It's real. Yeah, but nobody cares. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no. <laughs> I believe it's real. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I was just like, wow, this is completely real because Bear, the uh, arm wrestling, well, you know, the main, I mean, not Bear, sorry, uh, Bob Bull Harley, that's a real champion. I, I believe it. And I also believe that, like, there is, like, a championship held in Vegas with these insane rules where you can lose once, but then you're still in the running. So these games must last literally forever. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. But my thing I don't believe is that I bet those rooms are pretty fucking empty. I don't think that they're packing them like they did in this movie. Like, they, you maybe get, like, 20 people in that room cheering, drinking beer, I, yelling. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you understand the full power of a 10-second arm wrestling match. <laughs> Rick uh, Bull in this, his na- real name is uh, Rick Zumwalt, and he is a massive human being from St. Louis, Missouri, calling it out. Woo, didn't even know that. Nice. Yes. You've got the bull. <laughs> and you've got also, the bowl we've got the bears and, and st louis also has the bowling hall of fame wow i'm really pushing st louis hard <laughs> all right <laughs> your face right now you're like i don't know what the, i don't know where to go with that. i don't know where to even go with that because <laughs> i've been i drove through st louis before <laughs> uh next time you stop there get some uh, fried ravioli you won't regret it okay sounds good i could do that um so back to the box here one of the things i think is funny is there's nothing really special about the sides but uh warner brothers put this tape out we're looking i think at an original uh 87 tape that warner brothers put out uh for canon and they used to do on the top they would give their genres and this is listed as an adult action movie however flipping it over to the back this movie is rated pg so I'm not really sure who they're trying to sell this to. <laughs> um, really tame adults? Yeah, because it says adult action as your category, but it is rated PG. And this was in the day and age when um, PG-13 existed. So Yeah, 84 is when it came about, or 85. So this is not very much for adults. Oh, and I'm sorry, this is not an original. This is from 1991. Yes. So 91 yeah. is when well, this There might out. not be an original over from the uh, late 80s uh, because I believe they were having huge financial problems. So this might be the only. This might be the only, yeah. <laughs> this might be the only OG over the top. I could be wrong, uh, but I haven't seen them when I looked them up because I was wondering the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to flip it over to the back here, and here's our description. Stallone goes over the top to be champ. His four Rocky sagas had all America applauding at ringside. Now Sylvester Stallone gives us another reason to stand up and cheer, starring as a down-on-his-luck big rig trucker Lincoln Hawk and taking us under the glaring Las Vegas lights for all the boisterous action of the World Arm Wrestling Championship in Over the Top. Like Stallone's Italian Stallion in 1976's Academy Award-winning Best Picture, Rocky, Lincoln Hawk is an amiable underdog, a David in a world of Goliaths. Relying on his wits and willpower, he struggles to rebuild his life, going against the odds as he goes after the World Arm Wrestling Championship's first place, prize, money, and the love of his son, David Mendelhall. 
he abandoned years earlier. Get ready for excitement as Stallone lands another knockout action film punch, and get ready for good times as you meet a colorful, iron-armed gallery of arm-wrestling giants like Rick Zumwalt, the real-life California champion who squares off with Stallone in a to-the-limit finale. Zumwalt explains his fascination with the tension-packed sport this way. I can shake a guy's hand and then try to rip his arm off. After a match is over, we can laugh about it. You got guys from MIT and guys who can't spell MIT, says Stallone, about (laughs) arm wrestling's broad appeal. That appeal and more is vividly captured here. After Over the Top is over, don't be surprised if you want to watch it again. Wait, is that a quote from Stallone? Yeah, there's a quote from Zumwalt and a quote from Stallone on the back here. That says you've got guys... Okay, repeat that again. You've got guys from MIT and guys who can't spell MIT, says Stallone about arm wrestling's broad appeal. Is he making fun of it, in a way? I think he's... He's saying, yeah, a little bit. I think he's aware of the ridiculousness of it but at the same time it is 87 and ridiculous is cool so (laughs) Uh, speaking of one of the stars in this david uh mendenhall uh did you know that he's the voice of daniel in transformers the movie no i didn't yeah you know when they're yelling daniel (laughs) i now know that yeah he's uh yeah but um he's kind of in the first half of this film, I find David Mendenhall really annoying. And then the second half, I'm like, I, I'm into him a little bit. He He's pretty good. He's pretty good kid actor. He's not like the kids actors we have today that are like fucking better than I could ever be. But like, you know, he's pretty good for an 80s kid actor. Well, you know, I'm a horrible person and I pretty much hate children actors. Yeah, I mean... 80s children actors are pretty hard to watch nowadays. So, yeah, some of them. Well, <laughs> not, so are 90, 90s. 90s uh, TV yes. children actors are the yes. fucking worst. Yes. Dis- Disney Channel acting is some of the most nails on a chalkboard acting uh, I've ever seen. <laughs> so in the beginning of this movie, I, I immediately was like, oh, God, we're going to follow him the whole time. <laughs> and also at the beginning of this film, Stallone is just like, hey, um, I'm here. Hey, Daniel, I kind of, I left you and your mom. I'm a truck driver. I was like, why is he so soft-spoken? And then finally, about middle of this movie, they flip it, where I was like, okay, Daniel's getting a little bit better, and Stallone just goes, yep, it's time to get fucking arm wrestling crazy. Yeah, I think I think Stallone is actually kind of going for a performance here. He's like, I'm going to be shy and kind of mm-hmm. like meek about, you know, meeting my son. He's going for a It doesn't quite work, but uh, I can see he's trying, and I'll give him props for that at least. Yes, and I see this uh, David Mendenhall is in a lot of movies. I believe you and I one day are going to review. I see Space Raiders. Um, I know for a fact that we would love watching this. That's a it, that's it, a mystery science staple, right? Yes, and a Star Wars ripoff that's just stupid fun. Uh, we I also see that we already did GI Joe. Yeah, um, and of course Transformers. We're going to get to that. Um, uh, Potato Head Kids. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I have. Oh, it's we a, talked about that. Yeah, you showed me some of that. Yeah, it's there's a lot of the there's a lot of things here. I'm going to make you sit through going bananas. Also from Canon with my man Don Delo Dom DeLuise. <laughs> nice. Which by the way, uh for 
my birthday this year, um, Matt gave me a Dom DeLuise cooking with Dom DeLuise, and I, I want to let you know that I finally watched it, and it's gorgeous. Oh, good. Wonderful. I'm it's, glad that it worked out. <laughs> I, I will post it on our YouTube because I recorded it. <laughs> it is Dom DeLuise cooking for his family, and his mom and him uh, walking to the grocery stores amazing oh good wonderful i'm glad that that one is as much of a treasure as dom DeLuise himself well, is <laughs> so, so sarah comes back here and she hears me just giggling up a storm <laughs> and she's like what are you watching and i said cooking with dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> and i might have laughed harder at admitting what i was watching and then you realized you reached rock bottom oh. <laughs> no dom DeLuise will never Never not, be rock bottom. Not rock bottom in terms of content. Just rock bottom in terms of like you now have that VHS and you were just watching that for pleasure. Yeah. Like, not that it's gonna, not that it's bad. Just that like we're at this point. Like, uh, let's turn to putting this tape in. <laughs> and now our feature presentation. So there's no trailers on this, which is uh, kind of a bummer because I would have thought with Warner Brothers and Canon we would have gotten at least something snuck in there, but nothing. Uh, but thankfully, the movie is quite short, and mm-hmm. we just get right into it. Like, so this this one kind of moves pretty nicely, and we get nice shots of the California desert ish area. I don't know. He's just driving. Um, I think this movie was shot in parts of California and Nevada. It's um, you know, we we talk we talked about how you know the beginning of this movie. Stallone is kind of underplaying it and playing kind of a meek, mild guy or whatever at the beginning. There's also sort of just like a real lack of arm wrestling for most of this film's runtime. <laughs> like, I really thought we would kind of get into that world sooner than we did. Mm-hmm. And we do get like, we do get like two or three arm wrestles before the big, uh, the big finale or whatever. But like, this movie doesn't seem to really have much of a focus on the arm wrestling. It's it's an it has more interest in the father son story. Yeah, well, yeah, the beginning. I, I guess I kind of you can cut this movie into kind of four easy slices to digest. So we'll just say this is the arm wrestling pie that we got for you at the beginning. He is traveling through California, Nevada, with in this country from Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, mm. and yeah, it's just it's a. It's beautiful, but I was like, oh, are we really trying to sell that like truck driving is like, kind of like a beautiful, elegant thing? Freedom. Yeah, they, they are. Um, they're definitely saying it's like a man's thing. And this whole movie is like all about like being a man. Yeah. Like, and, and not, not in like, not in like a real way, in like a super 80s way. You know what I mean? Like in an 80s force fed kind of way, not in like, you know be a good person and look out for other people, kind of be a man sort of way more in like a, you got to drive a truck. You got to know how to arm wrestle and uh, you got to stop being a pussy. Like that's, that is the way this movie, <laughs> Matt, I don't know if you know this, but the world's never going to meet you halfway, <laughs> which Stallone says in this movie, probably I would legitimately say six to seven times. And then his son then says it when he's down on his yeah. luck in the final like battles in the arm wrestling competition. And this movie actually hits all the marks of like a very um, sellable screenplay. 
because you have about three quarters in the movie. Uh, Stallone hits his rock bottom, you know. And, yeah, there's and definitely the an all's up. lost point. Yeah, yeah, the all's lost point. We have the, well, and then the mom officially dying. There's mm-hmm. um, the turn, I think yep. they call it something like that. Yeah. So when I was watching this, I was like, wow, this really hits the beats. And I think that's why, even though this movie has a real lack of arm wrestling, it actually, the pace is pretty good. Well, there is there is a reason that Sylvester Stallone won an Oscar for screenwriting. It's because yeah, he knows how to hit the marks. Yeah, and he does it. So, okay, break down the film. The The first act, or yeah, we'll do it first act, uh, or the, the first slice of these four. Um, he pulls in. <laughs> He pulls into this, I don't know, little kid military training academy. I, pretty much where Jason Bourne was made. I yeah, there, there is this, like, because, again, being a man, you have to send your kid to a military academy to, in order to make him be a man. Uh, um, but he's not a, he's not manly enough for Stallone still. <laughs> um, good point. But, yeah, uh, yeah like, this movie starts at a military academy for kids and uh, was not expecting that. Like, that was no. the weirdest way this movie could have started for me. No, you have, like, a little Reaganite, and then you got... I'd say Stallone's more the libertarian. Yes. Yeah. Man, guns, America, but, like... Freedom. Freedom, but, like, stay away from me. <laughs> I don't want your big military academy telling me what to do. Exactly, yeah. He kind of comes in swinging as the aggressive libertarian here, where, yeah, the little tiny fucking... Reaganite Hitler youth is being crafted <laughs> at the uh, military academy. A very high, high voice Hitler group here. Yes. It's like, show me some ID, Mr. Stallone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you're my father. And basically the plot of this movie is uh, Stallone is trying to get back, you know, his son because his ex-wife is dying and he's never met his kid ever. Uh, he's written him, but he has never met him. And, uh, the grandfather is trying to take sole custody of this kid because he thinks Stallone is a scumbag and wants to keep him away from the kid. That's basically yeah. the that's more the plot is more invested in that than the arm wrestling yeah. or an arm wrestling movie. <laughs> so the grandfather's name who comes in because he gets really pissed because once uh, Hawk Lincoln Hawk here takes his son on a road trip um, and they're going to see his mother basically in the hospital. He's like, yeah, I'm in the pickup. A case of something where I go and you're gonna come with me and yeah we're gonna go see your mom yeah who is on her deathbed and uh but just really wants to get the kid reunited with the father like, yeah I was really pushing to, for that did you ever figure out who was hiding the letters that Hawk the was? grandfather was it the grandfather yeah. I figured it was um because that's the only one that would make sense and the grandfather played by Robert Loja Loja who is just basically yelling this entire film. I I love Robert Loja. Like, he has nothing to do in this movie. He always looks like his blood pressure, like he's about to pop. Yeah, they just probably gave him a bunch of coke and told him to yell at Stallone, and that was kind of it. But, like... When Where is my grandson? When he gets a good... When he gets a good performance, like, when he gets, like, a good script, like... He's, he, I, I love Robert Loja. I think he can be really great, but in this movie, he has nothing to do. <laughs> He's just the megalomaniac villain. Like, that's all he is here. And then we get on the road, and he's like, hey, uh, Daniel, what's the kid's real name? What is he actually, the character's name? Oh, Michael. It's like, Michael, Mike, you, Mike. Mike, you want to go get a, a burger or something? I know a really great place. Not and a they, burger, steaks. A steaks, yeah. 
And the kid is afraid of all the salt and carbohydrates in the food. <laughs> yeah, it was really annoying. Which so- literally leads to a moment of like, you got to stop being a pussy and eat meat. <laughs> well, Stallone doesn't even make him do that. He's just like, no, you don't want a steak. Don't you know all the cholesterol and salt and everything? And then he orders a tuna, a tuna melt or something, a tuna salad sandwich. And then Stallone's like, yeah, I'll have that too. I, I noticed Stallone wasn't pushing... Yeah, like so far, like his lifestyle on him. But then later there's a switch where he's just like, Mike, you're a rich kid and everyone's done things for you. You got to learn how to do things on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's a it's a little bit of it's and obviously the movie is agendas with Stallone because they are making fun of the kid. The movie is making fun of the kid by having him say the thing about not eating steaks or whatever. So like. But within 15 minutes, we get the first um, arm wrestling match and get um, enjoy it because you're not going to get another one for quite a while. Uh, we get him fighting someone called, oh, what is this character? It's a ridiculous name. More ridiculous than Lincoln Hawk? <laughs> yeah, it's like Smasher. Let's go with Smasher. <laughs> I like Smasher. Let's go with it. <laughs> All right, I can't find it. Let's go Smasher. Yeah, and then, oh, man, talk about There is a lot of posturing in arm wrestling. He's, like, smacking his face, and he's just like, yeah. I'm going to fucking kill you, Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. You Hawk? I said, are you Hawk? What can I do for you? I'm the Smasher. Nice name. All I've been hearing on the road lately is this hawk is a man to beat. I can't believe everything you hear. I don't. I don't believe anything. I got a thousand that says I could tear your arm off. You want it? Yeah, yeah. Go on. trying to back out. I said, you want it? Why not? All right. Let's get this table ready. Let's go. Come on. I want to show this guy something. Come on. Break his arm. Is he going to fight that guy? I can't talk right now, Mike. Where are you going? You got to go to work. Yeah. And, like, I have questions about just the arm wrestling in general here. It seems like... It seems like there's stuff going on in the arm wrestling in this movie that shouldn't be allowed. Like, there's, like... There's like a constant jerking motion, which seems like it's not, shouldn't be allowed, like sort of the pulling back and forth uh, of one's own arm to, to bring down the opponent's arm, which it seems like arm wrestling should be just a straight trying to bring down, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like there's I, I this weird like pulsing thing that they do when they fight. And I'm like, that doesn't, that seems like cheating to me. I don't really think you can actually go over the top like Stallone does either. I, I'm just assuming. I don't know. They're probably like, hey, uh, Golan, um, how are we going to make this five-second match exciting? He's got to go over the top, which yeah. is just, you have your hands interlocked fighting. They're doing the arm wrestling. And over the top is basically just letting go and then putting him back on the hand. <laughs> well, yeah, he, they, he goes over the opponent's thumb. Which then when you pull on the thumb is naturally anyone is going to go back because it's, you know, once you control someone's thumb, 
their hand's going to go. It's bullshit, and I don't it's, think it's fair. It also seems like cheating, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, Stallone couldn't, I mean, Rocky couldn't survive 800 punches from uh, Ivan Drago. So it's just like one of those, they have to do something. Yeah, I understand it has to be something to do for the movie, but it, it just is begging the question, why did we have to have a movie about arm wrestling to begin with? <laughs> I think we're going to start the investigation of Over the Top right now. Uh, we're going to go off <laughs> and start interviewing all the past stars of this. Oh, I'm sure. We're Stallone I'm, cheating. I'm sure there is a Shout Factory release uh, about to happen for this anyway, uh, where they're going to talk to the cast and crew, and they're all just going to be like, we don't know what Well, I'm pretty sure most of them. <laughs> honestly, I'm pretty sure most of them are dead. Coke was a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stallone's alive, but he ain't talking to anyone. And yeah, he's not going to show up for an interview for this. No, no way. Not no. unless they pay him another $12 million. <laughs> Oh, good old $25 million budget. 12 went to him, and then the box office was 16 Ouch. Yeah. That's the beginning they of the barely, end. This, the box office barely paid for Stallone's salary. Celery. <laughs> Maybe it did. Maybe it did. <laughs> Maybe it barely could pay for his celery. <laughs> yeah. He loves celery juice. <laughs> you, don't get, uh, yeah. you don't get that jacked on uh, just eating steaks. Yeah. yeah. You got to work out. I, I did love his little pulley thing that he had to work out his arm while truck driving. I'm like, that seems safe. Yeah, right. Like, But at the same time. Of course, in this yeah. movie. If he's an arm wrestler, he's got to have his arm pump in there uh, to get him uh, ready to go over the top. So we had some bonding in this. Uh, we had Michael just jump out of uh, the, the moving truck at one point, which I was like, Jesus, kid, you're def- oh, you're going to die. I'm not even going to care if you die. I can never track, as the movie goes on, whether Mike likes uh, Lincoln Hawk or not. Like, he just... He peaks and valleys with yeah. him throughout the entire movie in a way that I haven't seen in another movie well, like this before, where it's like, I love you. You're my favorite. You're the best dad ever to like, I hope you die. <laughs> like From scene to scene, I can yeah. never really track where Mike lands on Lincoln. So, so the second part of this is, is the bonding experience. And this is what you're talking about. So first he lets Mike drive the rig, which I was like, oh, wow, that's not safe at all. Uh, and he drives the rig f- like all the way to, I think this is when um, Mike gets into the arm wrestling matchup. Yeah, they go stop for food again at another diner, and there's some kids playing an arcade game, and uh, a shirtless kid in a sleeveless vest with a mullet. Yes. And of course, Stallone is like, I got to teach my kid how to be a man. So he instigates an arm wrestling battle between the biggest kid there and his son. Yeah. Best two out of three. Mike loses the first one. And then he's like, you're making fun of me. And he's like, no, Mike, you beat yourself. It's about mind over matter. He gives him this speech. And, you know, out of all the sports... I believe this one is where it's most dependent on just plain Jane's strength. Yes, this is not about persistence. This is not about the struggle of the sport. It's not about, you know, pursuing. It is a 10-second battle with whose arm is stronger. Um, And clearly this bigger, older kid would annihilate David Mendelhall. (laughs) (laughs) Because David Mendelhall is a little pipsqueak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he goes back, but of course... um, you know, Hawk teaches his son how to cheat, and he goes over the top two matchups in a row. Right. <laughs> and then he wins. And then I love 
<laughs> Stallone at one time tells the kid to pay up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a bet. Yeah, he's like a 10 to 1 payment, and he's like, all right, I took that bet. Pay up, kid. I'm going to take this little kid's money. <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention the reason Stallone in the diner takes the original arm wrestling bet or arm wrestling matchup is it because he makes a lot of his money on these bets. It's also a gambling. He's gambling to save money for his own rig. Yeah. Or at least his own company. Is I actually it? think that is his rig. Yeah, because it says Hawk on the side. Yeah, so I didn't understand this because at the end he's just like, you know, the only thing that's the most important thing to me is this truck. It's so I can have my own business. But my brain is a little confused. If he already had his rig, wouldn't he have already had a business? Yeah, like I feel like he already has this business that he wants and it's not lucrative for him, so he has to turn to gambling. But he's gambling so that he can have his business. I, I'm very confused here as to what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, and I kind of don't care. Yeah. Ex- except for this podcast, I'd like to explain it to you, but I can't. Yeah, like we can't figure it out. But like when you're watching the movie, it's best to just like buy it and walk away. Like just be like, okay, yeah. He, yeah. he needs to raise money for his truck. He wants to be with his truck. Well, <laughs> and you just, just accept it and walk away. If it would have been like, oh, if I get a nicer truck, I can get ni- nicer uh, jobs. Yeah, like, but, so we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, something like that so. could have sold a little bit more. But yeah, basically so, we're yeah. just taking it as is. <laughs> so at the halfway point of this film, I would say somewhere around here, um, Hawk gets Mike to the hospital to see his ailing uh, mother, which I don't really know what she has, but I assume cancer. Yeah, she's just basically like '80s movie gray face in bed, yeah. talking really quiet. It could be any like any yeah. disease. Like it's just an '80s general dying. Yes, and they get to the hospital and they find out right away that she died in surgery. Yeah, they're and, too late. And the kid brings up a very good point. He's like, "Dad, if you wouldn't have taken me on this stupid car ride or this stupid road trip, I would have got to see my mom before she died." And I was like, yes, Mike, you are correct. Yeah, like, Mike, you have a very good point here. (laughs) Like, if you weren't making me arm wrestle in diners against kids who just want to play arcade games, I might have made it in time. (laughs) And then the grandpa comes back into the scene because I, I think at one point, Michael was almost kidnapped by his grandpa's goons. Yes. Earlier in the movie, very uh, after the fight. Right? Or is it right before the arm wrestling fight? Right around there. One of those. Yeah. The grandfather literally attempts to kidnap this child at one point. So Mike kind of just needs different parents. Yeah, I think think Mike just needs a fresh start. (laughs) Because his grandpa is rich in the rig company. He's like beyond truck driving he i guess just has a bunch of truck driving rigs i I don't know i couldn't figure out what he was but he has a lot of money and he lives in a really big ass house big ass house in bel-air yes he's rich and uh throws money at us all of his problems and his dad left him when he was really young and we don't really know why it's hinted at it might be drugs but that's from the grandpa who might be making it up and then his mom is dying and dies so his life uh, probably would be best with the crooked-ass grandpa. 
I think his life would be better off in like foster care. Like, oh, 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 wow. <laughs> like, because these people are nuts. Like, you don't, the grandpa literally kidnapped you. And not, yeah, not because he loves the kid, but because he hates Lincoln Hawk. Very wrong reason to kidnap a kid. Um, and then, yeah. And then Lincoln Hawk just needs to get his shit together, which, of course, by the end of the movie, spoiler alert, everything works out and he does but like well (laughs) but this is what i don't think golan gets is this movie could have easily you needed something else because this movie could have easily been solved with the grandpa going like oh you want to be part of his life fine here i'll buy you a rig you can work in my company yeah so refuses to do that yeah (laughs) and then we and and so much so that everything is tied up in a neat little bow in literally the movie's last three minutes. Yeah. Like, everything is still pretty bad up until about the last three minutes of this film when everything gets neatly tied up. Yeah, and, it, like, Mike also brings up another good point because he was sitting there at one point yelling at Lincoln Hawk. He's just like, what's your plan? What, you're just going to come back in my life? But how are you going to take care of me? Where are we going to live? And... Mike makes a lot of fucking good points in this. <laughs> yeah, because Stallone, Lincoln Hawk, does not have a plan at all. He no. just wants to come back into this kid's life. And uh, yeah, but that, that it ends there. His ideas kind of end there. Yeah, and so the kid gets back to the, the rich grandpa, and then he finds out that Lincoln Hawk had actually been writing him all the letters. Then we get into Lincoln Hawk's grand plan, which is the last 30 minutes of this film that we find out is to sell his rig, get the money to get into the arm wrestling championship and bet on himself at like 20 to one, odds. 20 to one odds. This is his plan folks. Yes. So if he, he just sold his rig, which he did get his Hawk by the way, off the, the little emblem off the front, I, I get cracked up. He's like, can I have the hawk? Yeah, he has to have the hawk. And then he bet $7,000 on himself. So if he would have lost this, he's fucked. Yeah, so he can't lose. And he this can't is, lose. And this is after he confronts the grandpa and smashes through the gate into the front door and almost killing Terry Funk. <laughs> Throws Terry Funk through a window. Yeah, and he gets arrested. Yes. And he gets out of jail. Yeah, we literally, this movie takes the time to like show Stallone in jail. And I'm like, oh, was that movie he's in? Lockout? Lockdown? Yeah, that was, a, was that around the exact? Locked up? I can't remember. That was probably like a year movies. before, a year after this. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, did we just switch to that movie now? <laughs> I've never seen that one. Uh, no, but I've seen the trailer about a hundred yes. times because yeah. it's on the weekend at Bernie's tape and I've obviously worn that thing down to shreds so <laughs> so they arrest him but then they let him go because they're they're planning to give him a deal where they're like we won't press charges just walk away from michael's life and of course Stallone's not going to do that sells his rig gets into the championship and then for the last 25 minutes of this film it's arm wrestling yes this is where the sweat and the the wetness and just like the the widescreen frame that uh, Golan and his cinematographers choose to use for this movie, they push as close to all these sweaty bodies as it possible, as close as the camera can possibly be. Yeah. Um, but this is totally like the thing where you know they've got the lights in the background that are like doing the lens flares on the camera, and then you've got this crowd of people just cheering and roaring the whole time. And this is what makes me. Th- 
think and say that like if these Las Vegas competitions are real, they don't look like this. (laughs) No, this reminds me of No Holes Bar. Remember Paul oh, yeah. Hogan? Yeah. At the very end when they had the giant match. I remember all the lens flares. And yeah. This is on. that. This yeah. is, again, what I just think uh, encapsulates 1987 really nicely. <laughs> it's not It's not body wrestling. It's arm wrestling. It's arm wrestling. And yeah, the rules for this thing are completely and totally insane. Like, you can lose once, but you are still in the tournament. You have to lose twice to be eliminated. Double elimination and we have a shit ton of wrestlers, arm wrestlers here. Uh, and man, they are nuts. At one point, one guy drinks motor oil to intimidate Hawk. Yeah. Um, probably ju- probably could have just stepped out from the break and then come back in, interlocked, and he j- the guy would have just passed out and died. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was an easy matchup to win. <laughs> Don't drink motor oil, kids. <laughs> And it really looks like motor oil. I'm wondering what the fuck they put in that. Maybe that guy just drinks motor oil. <laughs> These uh, guys are beefy. These guys uh, are massive in this in this movie. Yeah, they have done all of the steroids in Las Vegas, like for this competition. One of the funny. So when Bull, spoiler, Bull and Hawk, you know, arm wrestle for the final championship. Because match. of course they do. They are telegraphing it yes. with every time they show Bull uh, on screen. And I couldn't figure out if you're supposed to dislike Bull or kind of like him. He's undefeated for five years. And, you know, it's it's impressive or whatever. But the crowd is booing him. So I think we're supposed to align with the crowd, but, but we don't really know why. But at the same time, I mean, he just calls Hawk like a pussy. That's pretty much his, like, I was like, I don't really... There's probably much worse trash talk happening at these things, you know? Like, I don't know why the crowd is booing him and why we're supposed to hate well, him so much. Sometimes in these movies, they'll have, like, the bad guy where you, you're you supposed to be the ultimate bad guy, and then it turns out someone else is. And I yeah. thought that was supposed to be the grandpa, but at the end, the grandpa is just like, well, he beat me. Time to walk away and let Hawk have his son. Like, I... It's very confusing. Who's the bad guy? Yeah, there's there's not a lot of stakes here. You know, like, at the end of the movie, like, he wins, obviously, the arm wrestling thing. And he gets the, he gets his rig that he owns, and he's going to run it with the son, and his son's into it, and everything like that. But, like, he did sign over custody to Robert Loggia at one point. Did he just say, all right, he won the arm wrestling match. I guess we're just not going to have custody anymore. Yeah, there should have been a scene in there where he's just like, if I win the last arm wrestling matchup, we tear up that agreement and you let me have custody of my son. So in the end, when he would have won, he could have like ripped up the contract in front of everyone. Yeah, there, there should have been more stakes involved here because, yeah, like literally, it's like the, the match is over and Robert Loge is like, all right, I give up. You know? <laughs> and he also gives Hawk a really good deal here. He... Uh, so Michael drives himself to the airport. <laughs> this is why we have the driving scene so that this sneaks can happen. Sneaks onto an airplane, I think. Yes, he sneaks onto an airplane with the luggage. Yeah, and flies to Nevada. Yeah, we forgot this fucking insane little plot. Um, he f- illegally flies to Nevada, then gets there. Oh, no, wait, he, does he drive the tra- No, I don't. He drives to the airport flies in the airport and we see him coming out of the luggage chute or whatever yeah so we are to assume he flew with the luggage do they show him in a plane no we never see him in the plane though but he gets to nevada and just knows yeah. where his dad is he just knows where the tournament is and gets there all on his own yeah <laughs> so hawk hurts his elbow 
goes up to the grandpa's like suite. Here's a check for $500,000 and a brand new rig. Take it. Do whatever you want with your life. Just leave Michael alone. And Stallone's answer is he just pushes Terry Funk through a window. Yes. Yes. Which is such a trailer moment. Yes. But it's not in the trailer. It's not. <laughs> uh, it is a trailer moment, but we just watched the trailer right before this. It is not in the trailer. <laughs> it will probably be in Shout Factory's trailer. Yes, yes, of course. Yep. When that eventually does come out. Then he goes out there and Michael's with him. And Michael reminds him that life will never meet him halfway. And he beats a man who's probably 200 pounds more than him. Yes. Yeah, that guy's massive. He's a beefcake. Um, he is scary beef. Scary yes. beefy. Now, I guess we're at already the recommend. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the movie. Like, that is it. It, it, yeah. it is. It's 90 minutes. It flies. I will give the movie props for being as short as it is. I didn't need a two-hour long-arm wrestling movie. I'm assuming Stallone, just like with Cobra, decided, it's like, no, no, we got to get the editing down here. Because I think he got Cobra down to 87 minutes so it could play an entire extra time in the theater. And that's how they made their money back. With this one, it's at 93 minutes. Yeah. Still. It's pretty lean. Yeah. It's pretty lean. Um, I would say as absolutely ridiculous and stupid and nonsensical as this movie is, it is extraordinarily watchable and kind of charming in just like an 80s way. Like it is just such an 80s movie. You can't hate it. So I'm going to recommend it still, even though it is not a good film. Like it's, but it's very watchable. It's a slice of eighties that I also recommend, but I should let you know that this movie's charming in the way that they clearly don't understand what sport is popular in the U S like this isn't going to go anywhere. They clearly wanted to make another Rocky film where they're like, Oh, you know, everyone loves boxing. So let's take arm wrestling and make it big with Stallone. no, yeah, that doesn't quite work here. And the movie does, though, live up to its name slightly in that it is just completely over-the-top nonsense, but it isn't as over-the-top as I would have liked it to be like a Cobra or something like that. Yeah, it's... Man, these are wrestlers at the end of this. We really... You have to see it. We can't really describe how insane some of them are. It's, where they're just glistening in sweat. They're glistening in sweat, and they're walking steroids. Like, that's what you have here. Yeah, it's it's wet. And I mean like we they do this thing also at the end of the movie which I I think is a gigantic mistake but I love um, is that they cut in the testimonials of the arm wrestlers as yes. they're yeah. as they're cutting through each other as like we're working through the tournament and it's like them talking about and like uh Stallone does one in character as Lincoln Hawk or whatever as well. Um I think this is grossly misplaced in this movie, but it's wonderful, and I'm glad it exists here. Um, yeah, it was kind of like the pieces in wrestling where they do the, they cut their promos. Yeah, but this one, like Bull, cuts his promo. He's just like second place sucks. Yeah, and it's all about winning. I want to break that person's arm, and then after the matchup, it, we're cool. But during the matchup, it's war. And then he got Stallone. He's just like. It's not about winning the championship. I just really need this rig. And the newcomer from the truckers' division, Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk, over here. I'll tell you the truth, the truck is uh, the, the most important thing for me. I, I don't 
really, it doesn't matter if I uh, become the champion or anything. That's, that's not the most important. I, I need this truck. Lincoln Hart from the truckers division. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, then, then take the fucking rig that the grandpa's going to give you. And, and outside, we do get a few more of these, uh, cut in testimonials, uh, but, um, they don't matter. Because you, after these guys get eliminated, they just are, have no, they serve nothing to the plot. They no. are just gone. Once they are out of the tournament, they are gone. Yeah, and, and it's different. Like this also reminded me of Bloodsport, yeah, another canon film. Except in Bloodsport, all these fighters that they'd go through and they had all their characteristics, they were fun to watch. Yeah, like Bloodsport is like a Mortal Kombat thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. you're just watching the fights, but each one is like a, such a specific character. They kind of try to do that here with this, but it happens so fast and you don't really get anything. And all the guys just look the same well, beefcakey guys. Yeah, so. well, what can you do other than like all the showboating beforehand? What can you do to make your technique in arm wrestling different? It's just, you know, lock and pull. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's your movie. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear the movies that were out at the same time as this? What What did we have? Platoon. Okay. Outrageous Fortune. I don't know what. I don't that know is. what that is. Yeah. Mannequin. Oh yeah. Over the top. So it finished fourth in its first weekend, President's Weekend. Huh. Uh, we had Black Widow, Crocodile Dundee, but Crocodile Dundee, I believe, was in its sixth week. So that's a little. You know, it was definitely at the end. And then we had Light of Day. Oh, Star Trek Four was in there, too. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, we're reviewing this uh, kind of for its uh, anniversary, I guess, here. For its uh, 32nd anniversary here. Um, yeah, because it's February still. That's, in- that's interesting. But uh, yeah, let's yeah. get to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. Now let's talk about let's talk about some of our favorite things here. So every uh, every week we take something that we like or want to learn from and put it in our museum to look at and admire or make sure we never make that mistake again. Uh, what are you going to put in the museum this week? Well, this is rough. Uh, I. They didn't do a lot right, but they didn't like grossly kill this with yeah. anything. So I I was thinking about this and I'm like, well, I kind of like the cover. So I guess if you're going to have a bad action movie, let's go with the cover. But then the arm thing looks kind of weird. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I think I think putting the poster in because the cover uses the actual poster. Art, I think putting that in is definitely valid it's got a great judging a book by its cover it's got a great cover yeah i would definitely rent this i'm surprised we didn't as kids yeah i mean it's got it's got it all it's got it all on the cover here so (laughs) yeah so it's it's a very lackluster thumbs up poster yeah yeah i think i'm gonna again not take something from necessarily the film but something surrounding the film and that would be the film soundtrack is going to go in the museum for me. Not because I necessarily love it, but I do think hilariously 
every song sounds exactly the same, even though there's a bunch of different artists on this. But a bunch of these artists on here are like people that I like, like the lead singer from Cheap Trick and Asia. I re- I love Asia. Um, so like this is it's a fun soundtrack, but all of the songs sound exactly the same. Uh, my favorite song, though, in the movie is uh, from Sammy Hagar, which is the over-the-top theme song <laughs> called uh, Winner Takes It All, um, over-the-top theme song. <laughs> and uh, it, I said at the before we started recording this here at the beginning, I said that over-the-top is the film equivalent of the artist behind this song, uh, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar is to music as over-the-top is to movies. <laughs> Would you say winner takes it all, loser takes a fall, fight to the beginning of the end is like very, uh, is that what, who you are? Yes. Is it, <laughs> are you winner takes it all until he breaks the fall and time he'll make it over the top? Yes, I would say that. <laughs> Those are very sophisticated lyrics, my friend, about your life. From modern day poet, Sammy Hagar. <laughs> uh, I, you know... I, I love that Frank Stallone is in this. <laughs> because of course he is. And and this is a movie about uh, Stallone trying to reconnect with his actual son. Yeah. That's what this movie is really about. So it's a family affair. Yeah. Uh, Stallone did not like the soundtrack in this. I do. <laughs> I, yeah, so do I. I was like, well, if you're going to do a film like this, like Rocky IV, this is what you do. Yeah, you have all the pop rock singers of the time come together and do a bunch of super generic sounding songs oh i I mean these soundtracks from the 80s you know i remember the rocky four transformers and now i'm going to remember over the top yeah it's a great it's a great b soundtrack now it did win someone in this did win a golden rasby can you uh figure out who it was was it mendelhall yes (laughs) i love how brutal the golden raspberry awards are he won two for worst supporting actor and worst new star. Nice. Did you see that uh, Holmes and Watson swept the Razzies this year? That movie apparently is god awful. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I wanted to see it uh, with a. I did a double feature with it, and I'm already forgetting what I saw with it first um, because I wanted to see it as extraordinarily stoned as possible. Uh, because I like um, uh, Talladega Nights and yeah. their yeah. their duo, um, so I wanted to see it, and it is it is not funny. It's just it's like a comedy where just none of the funny works. So I think it is deserving of the Razzies. <laughs> Those are the worst when you have a comedy that nothing hits. Yeah, and just everything misses on that one. Yeah, a lot of people like. They'll say horror movies sometimes are the worst movies of the year, and, and rightfully so. Some of them, like Wish Upon last year, but that was, you said, amazingly fun to watch. Yeah, no, that movie's amazing. <laughs> you had Bye Bye Man, and, you know, and this year we had like things like Peppermint, but nothing hits the right note of horrible, like a comedy that isn't funny. Yes, and, and that I re- is what that did. I always remember um, Zohan. Um, oh, with- yeah. That one I watched in the theater because a friend dragged me there, and it was so bad. I've still to this day never seen it, but I don't like Adam Sandler movies, uh, so I well, won't ever probably see it. That's why I was so mad that I went to it, but he was just like, no, no, I think this one's going to be funny. He's a hairdresser, like, turned. I, I don't You know what? And this is another thing. I can't remember half the movie. Yeah. Um, 
And that's how I feel about Holmes and Watson too, where I don't even remember what I saw. And I wasn't that stoned, you know? <laughs> it, it wore off your stone. Yeah, it did. It wore it off. And I was just like, all right, I'm ready to go home and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's going to end it for our sports month. Oh, it came so fast. Yes, it came and went. So uh, fast. We had rollerball. We had over the top. We had... Um, Oh, I already forgot. What was the other one? Well, we did Death Wish 4, but that Which, doesn't really count. The sport of hunting humans. Uh, and um, I don't know. We had another one. We did another one. You could listen to it. I don't remember what it was, but we talked about some other sports movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I had to watch the Oh, Kevin... Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Which Scout. Which is a movie I love. I just yeah. forgot that we did it for this month. Um, yeah, we did Sports Month, um, and this is the end of that. We're going to move on to march which is uh, my month to pick and i have chosen to do all noirs so we're going to go into noirch i, I do like the name of it. <laughs> we're Ooh. gonna start noirch next yeah, month and come back next week for a positive film yes we're we're gonna start heavy um with noirch and i think you guys are gonna have a lot of fun with what we have a lot of fun with this month yeah, this movie's pretty rough. Um, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I don't care what Matt says. <laughs> or, I've got or some thoughts. Might, yeah, he's I've got, got thoughts. some thoughts. So you got to come back next week to hear my thoughts. But this week is over the top. We finished it. I'm glad I finally got to see this movie, even though I don't love it. I think it's still pretty 80s wonderful. So I, I lightly recommend it, and I enjoyed myself watching it. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, even though I couldn't come up with something super positive for it. Yeah. The poster's pretty great. I'll give you that. Yeah. (laughs) So you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, a lot of other things if you want to listen to us. YouTube, it will pop up on that. Uh, We love your... Love it when you rate and review us and when you email us at analogjonestof at gmail.com. We will respond, or at least Matt will. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> depends on depends on my week um but yeah definitely write in write in and stuff and write in on the facebook too we have some discussions about stuff on there uh we love hearing from you we love hearing your thoughts on what we're doing so keep in touch everybody that's right do that and remember that in april matt's windy city horrorama is coming up so if you want to watch some sweet ass horror films that you probably would have a hard time seeing anywhere else Yes. Do uh, it. Yeah, you're going to, even if stuff is going to come out, we're going to have it a lot sooner than it does come out. So you're going to see it before anybody else, which is amazing. And then we're going to have some stuff that may never come out. So <laughs> you've got to come see it. Uh, and we're going to have some really fun repertories. The schedule at this point, at the end of February here, is just about locked um, at this point. So we know what we're going to be playing. Uh, we're very excited about it. And at the end of March, You'll be able to find out what those titles are when we put our program together. Um, but uh, yeah, we're very excited about it. It's going to be a really good time. It's going to be great guests, great Q and A's, amazing parties. We're we're we throw the best parties. Like if I'm going to pat myself on the back, yeah, we put together an amazing lineup. But we also put together some fucking awesome parties. So come hang out with us. It's April 26th through the 28th at the Davis Theater. I'll be there. I'm sure Steve will be there. You mm-hmm. can bother us about Analog Jones stuff too. Um, we'd love to. We love to talk movies. So it's going to be a really fun weekend. Come hang out with us, and uh, we'll see you then. Come back next week, and remember to be kind and rewind.